This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. And I am putting three wagers on the open. Let's go. I got three tickets here to win. The first market surprise I've talked about in the past couple of days. Colin Morikawa, 30 to 1. Here comes your winner right here. Didn't take long for Kalamura Kawa to put his name on the Claret Jug. One for one at the Open. From BetQL. Welcome on in BetQL Daily. Joe Giglio and Cody Decker sitting in for Joe O on this Monday. Excited to get going. We have a ton to talk about here, Cody. Bob Nightingale, our Odyssey MLB insider, going to join us in about 20 minutes. Talk about baseball as the second half. Truly underway. Less than two weeks until the MLB trade deadline. And uh, Rami Makloff's going to join us later on in the show. He of 1250, the fan in Milwaukee, after the Bucks take control of the NBA Finals on Saturday night. Cody, how you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing great, great, man. man. It's bright, bright and early here, here and I just got nothing. Nothing I, nothing I, nothing I, nothing I want to do more than talk, talk about sports. sports. And, and Well, that's the best thing. Listen, it's early. We're on 9 to 12, as we always are on the BeckQL network. And uh, we're here next three hours. We got a ton to get into, but we got to start here after what I thought was an incredible weekend of sports with all the baseball, Cody, with the uh, NBA Finals, which completely flipped over the past couple of days, but certainly now in control is Milwaukee. We got to start, though, with today's headlines and a winner at the Open, my guy, Colin Morikawa. I heard you were all over this early on. Didn't take long for Colin Morikawa to put his name on the Claret Jug. One for one at the Open. Yeah, he's one for one at the Open. How about this, Cody? So last week we're talking about Colin. We're talking about our picks for the for the Open. And I took him. I think he's, he's so good, so young. And I just love how, you know, his ability to strike the ball wherever he wants, whenever he wants, would help him at a course – like this, but I didn't even think he'd play this well. I mean, this is amazing. He's 24 years old, Cody, and now Colin Morikawa has won two major championships in eight majors he's appeared. It's it's crazy how good he is so young. I believe he's only one of four to ever done that in that amount of time, which is actually absolutely staggering. I had Spieth going in this uh, tournament. I was really hoping he was going to come and back, uh, battle back towards the end, especially that last day. didn't happen. Listen, this guy is a freak. And are we actually looking at the future right now? Is it actually happening? Well, it could be. I mean, look, at he has one of the lowest scores ever for someone playing this tournament for the first time. Like, the, the trajectory this guy is on is unbelievable. And you kind of watch this thing play out. He, you know, he was pretty good early, but then he made his move as the weekend went along. And you go into Sunday, and it's not like he was the overwhelming favorite to win this, right? There's other great golfers there, and it was going to take a big day. And just didn't it feel like nothing phased this guy? It was just good ball strike after good ball strike. 
that's the thing that, that amazes me that at 24 years old, I mean, he's the youngest to do this since Tiger Woods. I mean, you, you said it. Are we watching the next guy? I feel like, Cody, we do this every so often in golf. A new young guy comes around, and we assume this is the next guy. But but maybe it is Colin Morikawa after Sunday. Maybe it is, but there is one thing that really concerns me, and that is the pandemic era of golf that he's been playing in front of not quite the same crowds. What's it going to be like, say, six months, a year down the line when everything is absolutely packed to the brim and people are making noise? Is that 10-foot putt the same 10-foot putt for this kid? Yeah, you know, that's a good point. This is different. What we have now is different than it just was a couple years ago. But this guy, I mean, what we watched this weekend was pretty remarkable. So he only had four bogeys, Cody, the entire tournament. Now think about that. Four days, four bogeys total. And he had zero on his final 31 holes. I mean, that that is how you close out a tournament. That, that's how you go from, you know, near the leaderboard to the top of the leaderboard. And really, at the end, you kind of knew this was his. I mean, that's how you do it. There's not many golfers, I'd say, that, that have been that consistently good last, you know, day and a half of a tournament. He was unbelievable. Especially towards the end, his last few holes, it just feel, felt like we were just waiting it out at this point. It wasn't even exciting. It was just more like he was bleeding out the game, and we were just watching the inevitable. Yeah, we were. Colin Morikawa holds off. I mean, you said you had speed. A good group of golfers here. I mean, there there are some tournaments we know, like the one a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, all right, five or six guys are there that you really think are are legitimate guys that can win a, a major. But we're this is the this is the Open. We're we're at the British Open here. Twenty four years old. I mean, as someone Cody, who, you know, who's been an athlete, but around young players that are better than other young players. That that's the thing that strikes me. You said it. We'll see if he can handle things post-pandemic and crowds, but if you watched him for the first time yesterday and I told you he was older than 24, I think you'd believe me. It's like you don't even believe he's 24 years old the way he plays the game. No, ton of poise, ton of ton of absolute everything you absolutely need to win any type of major championship in any sport, let alone just golf. Being someone that golfs as often as I do, I cannot imagine how good this guy is at this age. It's like it's not unlike what we're seeing in Major League Baseball with guys that are under 25 years old absolutely dominating the league. Are we going to have this in the PGA going forward for the next five to six years? I, I I'm inclined to say yes. Yeah, we shall see. But Morikawa, he cashed it. I had him at 35 to 1, 30 to 1. You could have found him. I think I found him at 35 to 1 right after the show when I put that bet in. So he cast for me. Hopefully he cast for a lot of you out there. So great day in golf. And then, of course, we had quite a weekend in Major League Baseball. Yes. Two, two homies struck him out. Two strikeouts in the first for Rodon, the all-star. Makes quick work of Correa. Five batters faced. He's got three strikeouts. Cody, Carlos Rodon continues to have what – a, what a remarkable season. Non-tendered in the offseason. I remember sitting there when he was released or, you know, non-tendered by the White Sox saying, man, the Phillies should pick this guy up. They need starting pitching. And obviously the White Sox right away re-signed him and he loves being there. But this guy coming off all those injuries, he, he's better than he's ever been. He's right there now with Garrett Cole in the Cy Young race. And that White Sox-Astros series, it felt like I was watching maybe an ALDS or an ALCS preview this weekend. You're not lying. I haven't been quiet about this. I think the Astros are the scariest team in Major League Baseball. I don't think they're the best team in Major League Baseball. I do think they're the scariest team in Major League Baseball. Every time you see them in the other dugout, the odds of you winning are just staggeringly low because they have too many ways to beat you. Rodon has been 
a borderline miracle for Chicago this year. Everything he has done from the beginning of the season to the to right now. And quite frankly, you mentioned that he's right up there neck to neck with Garrett Cole. I'd actually venture to say he's surpassed Garrett Cole in this previous month. It's been really, really staggering. Ever since the crackdown began, we saw the the bit of a wave of changes with Garrett Cole. Of course, his last two outings have been absolutely masterful, but but Rodon has not slowed down one bit from the set from the set off of this season to right now. And I right now he is my pick for the AL Cy Young. Well, listen, if, if you're with Cody, um, you can get Carlos Rodon right now plus two twenty to win the AL Cy Young. So pretty good plus money on a guy that is like you said it since the beginning of June. Now Cole's bounced back a little bit the last two starts. He's kind of got it. I think he's trying to. I think he's figuring this out how to pitch without the sticky stuff. But you, you're right. Since the beginning of June, you know, if it was Cole up here and Rodon down here, it's 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 closer to even now. Yet the odds reflect that you know Cole's still the favorite. So if you like Rodon plus two twenty, the Astros lose two or three. The White Sox, Chicago continue, and, and that, that was big, uh, Cody, for Chicago because you look at their schedule this year. They've been really good, first place, but. They've really feasted on those bottom feeders. They beat up the Twins. They beat up the Tigers. They beat up the Royals. They struggled, though, when they played the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros. I think this was pretty big for them. I know it's July, but it felt to me like, man, the White Sox need to, to prove to themselves they could beat this kind of team before we get to October. Absolutely. This was a this was a huge win for this team, mainly because, as you mentioned, the AL Central has been terrible. They are clear cut the best team in that division, and it's not even close. And right now, look what they're rolling out there. They're rolling out half of the Charlotte Knights right now. They've been so banged up and injured, yet they are still separating themselves that much in the AL Central. Everybody pulling their weight, some extra guys stepping up. We saw what Mercedes did at the beginning of the season. Grandall going down absolutely hurts, but he will come back by the end of the season. This is a team that I'm really, really excited about. Watching this take two or three from the Astros after being swept by the Astros last month is a massive statement to the American League. Yeah, it's big. Tony LaRusse, a lot of criticism, but he's doing a good job with that first place team. DeGrom back to the IL. The NL East is insane. We'll get to that later and set up the whole day of baseball. And coming up in a little bit here, we're going to talk to Bob Nightingale, who's going to be with us in a few minutes. Odyssey MLB Insider, uh, Bob Nightingale next. Insider Call is presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets for real, proven analytics. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. So we'll get to Bob, but we got to get to right now, Cody a game that shifted the NBA Finals, a swing game, game five, and what an incredible finish it was in Phoenix on Saturday night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Suns have a timeout. Decide not to call it. Booker the drive, gets inside, leans in. Knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Phoenix has to foul. And a pinnacle foul throws it down. And a foul. Giannis on the alley-oop, what a turnaround. A chance to take the lead and the turnover as the Bucks now up by three and a free throw coming up. Cody, it's amazing to watch one moment there swing an entire series, but that did it. I mean, that, that you know, Phoenix not taking the timeout, deciding to let Chris Paul run the offense and just go there 
And then boom, Drew Holiday, who's been maligned all series, gets the steal. He called, he called it right place, right time. I'll call it a great defensive play. And then Giannis, Cody, it's just been striking to me that Giannis Antetokounmpo, off that injury, this far into his season, can be this athletic, four quarters in, game five of the finals, running the floor. There's not many players in the league that can do that. Boom, he's there, ready for the alley-oop. And that was, I know they got to win one more, but that felt like the exclamation point on the NBA finals. You know how you have those moments in sports history just that last forever? The catch in, San Francisco, catch in the Super Bowl was from San Francisco or Jordan's shot that he made. All those moments that last forever, that is what this alley-oop was. This is going to be something that's going to be played on Gatorade commercials for the next 20 years. I thought it was going to be the block in Game 4 that would last forever, but this was incredible, mainly because this was a huge win in Game 5, on the road, in a series that has been completely dictated by home home field advantage. This has been, that was something special to watch. And that last minute, if you're a Phoenix fan, I am not, I'm a Laker fan, but I got to say, if you're a Phoenix fan, that had to be the most panic-inducing watching experience of your life. It was like watching Requiem for a Dream again. It was. And you're watching the NBA Finals slip away because now they have to go back to Milwaukee. The series prices are it's incredible how it's flipped here in just a couple games. I mean, even after the Bucs won game three to make it 2-1, heading into game four, very few people were giving them much of a chance still to win this series. We were still talking on this show like Suns and six, Suns and seven is still probably the way this is going to go. That's flipped. You're right. The first team to win on the road here. And how about this? So it's it's uh, Milwaukee's minus five to win game number six back at home. Five-point favorites. They are minus 425 to win the series just to get one of the next two. And how about Giannis here? He's minus 425 to win the MVP. Cody, you could have gotten Giannis after game one at something like plus 600 to win the MVP. It's amazing how he's been the best player in this series the whole time. And now the series reflects that. And if you haven't bought in the Giannis tickets yet, you're going to pay a pretty penny to do it now. Oh, man, what the incredible value you had at game one to what you have right now. I mean, I'm, I feel kind of foolish not doing it. I thought the fu- I honestly thought the Suns were going to run away with this a little bit. Um, now it just seems like the smart bet. I like the minus five on, on the Bucks now. I do, too. And, and you had said before that the home team had dominated the series. And, I, you know, I know the Bucks won game five, but I don't think it changes. It feels like the Bucks wrestled control of the series. They they. I don't know what game it was. Maybe it was the block. Maybe it was this past one. But doesn't it just feel like when those two teams walked off the court on Saturday night, the Bucks know we're, we're about to go win a title here. And the Suns know, oh, man, we're in, we're in real trouble. Yeah, someone was even talking about the plane flight back to Milwaukee, that there was no celebrating. There was no excitement. It was all business, just straight up. We're not done. This is too hard of a series to play. We got to go home and win. And I just love that, that complete business-minded aspect of it, that they're going in knowing full well that even though they have home court advantage, they don't care. They need to beat this team. That It almost seems like they were putting out quotes like, we think that the Suns are better than us. We need to beat them now. Yeah, and, and I think it was pretty cool to watch Drew Holiday, who really has been beat up. Like He's been beat up by me, been beat up by Joe O. And we've been beating him up the whole playoffs. He's been so up and down. They're in control now. His defense a big Y. On the other side, man, Chris Paul went from the overwhelming favorite to win the MVP. Now you can get him at plus 700. I would love selfishly, Cody, one, for the show so we could talk about it. But two, just a basketball fan, I would love the Suns to win game six to give us a game seven. I feel like after this crazy season, out of nowhere final matchup, It'd be pretty cool to watch a game seven. I just don't know if we're going to get there. 
Game seven is the best two words in all of sports. And obviously we want to see a game seven, but also just for Chris Paul, for his legacy alone, I want to see a game seven. I want to see him actually take home a championship based on every one of his failures in the past. That being said, I don't think we're going to get one. Yeah, and Chris hasn't played great the last few games. I mean, the turnover late, I mean, it was really bad in game five. For a guy that, you know, all the praise was there after they beat the Clippers to get to the finals, game one and two, it's like, it's, it's the point guard, right? CP3, it's his year, finally. He's gone backwards. And Giannis and, and the Sun, the Bucks have obviously taken significant control of the series. Game five, excuse me, game six tomorrow night. We'll be looking ahead to that and a whole lot more coming up today and tomorrow right here on Beck All right, coming up on the other side, we got to talk some baseball here. We have Bob Nightingale looking ahead. What are we? What's today? The 19th, 20th, whatever we are. We're like 10 days away from the MLB trade deadline. Who's moving? What's going on with the standings? The latest buyers, sellers. Bob Nightingale will tell it to us all. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker, this is Beck Daily on the Beck Network.